Now, on this Invest Talk podcast, Steve Peasley listens to your questions. Let's go to Bill in Petaluma. How you doing, Bill? I'm doing fine, and I appreciate all the work that you and uh, Justin do on our behalf. Thank you. I wanted to ask you about Intel. Uh, I wanted to get your insights, and I was thinking to put in a, a limit order to buy it at around 52, but I'm starting to wonder about that now. And provides unbiased answers. I think I think if you're really gonna, t- if you want to take a shot at, it, I would be much happier around 45 dollars. Invest Talk, over 35 million downloads and counting. Your participation makes it unique. 888-99-SHARK. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Everybody and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Tuesday, October 12, 2021. And as you know, that means we're in the fourth quarter. The start of the first quarter anyway. Fourth quarter anyways. Uh, looking back so far this year, you know, has your portfolio performed? What have you what's happened? Uh, will we look forward to a positive fourth quarter? Generally, the fourth quarter is positive. How about economically? Is the fourth quarter going to be better than the third quarter? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think it's going to be bad, but I don't. Th- I think third quarter is going to have pretty strong growth, where the fourth quarter is going to have less strong. Still strong, but not nearly as strong. Remember, our average is like three percent or so. Long-term average three, three and a half percent, and we're looked at what I think it was. Six percent in the second quarter. On third quarter, it's really pretty good. We'll see what the fourth quarter shows. Anyways, welcome to the program. It is Invest Talk, and I always start with our mission statement, which is independent thinking and shared success. And of course, I state this so to assure you that I'm going to give you facts. I want you to give me your facts. I want you to ask your questions, and so we can share whatever's on your mind. I, you know, I've gotten ideas from calls and clients and everything else. I, I get them from wherever they are. I like to hear what people are doing. So do you want to share? I'm, I'll share with you. So I try to do this all without any bias one way or another. Try to be as, as I don't know, a forthright as I, the data that I have. I am forthright in my thoughts, that's for sure. I'm Steve Peasley, and I encourage you to contact me with your financial investment questions. And when you do, of course, you drive the show in the direction you want it to go. But it's got to be financial, a financial direction. Fine with me, any any direction as long as we're in that sphere. So why not give me a call? The number is 888-99-CHART. I'm open every day, live, 4 to 5 Pacific time, Monday through Friday. It's either me or Justin on the show. I took a couple days off last later last week. So um, I'm back from those days off, went and visited relatives, as I usually do. Up this time, I was up in the Napa Valley area. Um, but, you know, if you have questions, you want to talk about anything financial, we're going to discuss it. We do it. And if you, you can call after hours and leave your questions on the voice bank, and we'll, we'll answer those questions as well. The number never changes, 888-99-CHART. So let's get right to the first question. 
Hello, Steve or Justin. This is Todd from Birmingham. I appreciate all that y'all do. You have taught me a tremendous amount in this past year as I've learned a little bit about investing. My question today is on the Form 4 that has to be filed when shares are either bought or sold by a, a large shareholder in a company. I'm looking specifically at Bell Ring Brands, BRBR. There's several Form 4s that were filed, and it looks like they're being bought, but the share price is falling tremendously, and I'm curious as to why they would buy shares while the share price was falling the way that it is now. Thank you, and I look forward to hearing your answer. Well, you know, if the share price is falling, there's pressure on the downside. There's more sellers and buyers, and they're pushing the stock price down. Why would someone buy it? Well, they think it's at a, a bargain. They think that this is a really good price to get it in. That's why it would, you know, people would buy. There's always buyers and sellers. It's if you have the lack of either one, the stock will dramatically go up or dramatically fall. Now, I don't consider, you know, this terrible. It's down significantly. It's down significantly from its high. Its high was around thirty-four dollars, and today it's at twenty-seven. Okay, um, and that took a two or three days to get there, three days. Um, why? If you look at the earnings, they're going to make $0.94 cents issue. That's 50% more than last year. Next year, they're going to earn $1.13 a share. That's 20% more. Sales growth is very strong. Recent quarter, 68%. Now it's a June quarter, so we're looking at the next quarter. Maybe this coming quarter is not going to be as strong. That could be the reason. Even though we don't know what the numbers are, it seems like someone knows. You know, always someone knows something. Uh, it's a $27 stock, going to make $1.13 next year. Well, that means the P is pretty high. So it's fairly high. It's pretty high now. Just think what it was when it was at 34 It was much higher. So it was at the high range of its P.E., so it's just, I find nothing surprising here. I think it's going to start finding support pretty soon, around $26 or so. But nothing surprising. Anyways, good luck with it. My focus point today concerns this story. Supply chains are reeling under severe pressure, which we knew, right? Everybody knows that. We'll talk about that. I got all kinds of information on that kind, what's, go, what's going on out there. So we're gonna. That's going to be one of our main talking points. Another po- talking point I want to talk about. Another thing I want to discuss is labor force participation. Our labor force participation rate. Do you know what it is? Is it higher, lower than the past? What's normal? Let me give you those numbers and tell you what it is right now. I want to talk about profits and inflation. Corporate. We're now into uh, earnings season, right? So. Talk about profits and inflation and how they relate. I've discussed this before. The Chapman University put out its California PMI, Purchasing Managers Index. And there's some data in there that applies across the nation, and actually across the world, that I kind of want to share with you. So we're going to talk about uh, Purchaser Managers Index. What is it? Well, it's a survey of companies who have purchase managers and what's happening are they buying more stuff are they getting the things they're buying are there costs see the purchases purchaser 
purchase manager in a company, he, he's right there on the front lines of what's needed and what's being used. So I think it, the PMI index is, is a good thing to keep track of. So what's happening? Of course, I always look forward to their expectations of the future. Of course, you know, as an investor, that's really what you're trying to do. You're trying to ferret out what the future might look like so you can figure out what stocks you want to own and what's going to happen with the stocks you do own. So we're going to talk about that. The market itself today, down 118 points for the Dow, down 20 points for the NASDAQ, down 11 points for the S&P 500. My trivia question today concerns estate taxes. As you prepare for retirement, you should know which states are going to want some of your accumulated wealth, which don't. It's coming up at the halfway point. So give me a call. We want to talk about anything financial. Anything financial. 888-99-CHART is my number. 888-992-4278. This is Invest Talk. If you've never called, why not give us a try now? I want to hear from you. The lines are open. 888-99-CHART. No two investors have an identical portfolio, so each investor will have different questions. I guess I'm wondering how I should kind of diversify. If the questions specific to your portfolio aren't being asked, your situation is not addressed. And I wanted your thoughts on the cannabis market. Steve Peasley and Justin Klein take Invest Talk listener questions each weekday during the program live stream in the 4 to 5 p.m. hour Pacific time. The Invest Talk Voice Bank never closes, so your questions are always welcome. As a newer investor, my question concerns positions. You have the right to remain silent, but why would you when anything you ask will be used to help you create your financial freedom? I think it'll probably go higher. And so I would keep a tight stop on it. So don't forget to call Invest Talk 888 99Chart. For investors, the goal of achieving financial freedom requires unbiased information, strategic planning, and determination. Congratulations! You've found the podcast that is dedicated to helping you succeed Invest Talk. Steve and Justin welcome your questions anytime on the Invest Talk listener line 888 99 Chart. Hi, Steve. Hi, Justin. This is Bruce from New York been listening to your show daily for over 10 years. Excellent as always. I have a question on smart planning that might also interest other retiring listeners. I have started making Roth conversions early since I'm in a low tax bracket now, and I expect that to increase when I have to make required minimum distributions. So last year, I converted oil company shares to a Roth account, and you mentioned it that undervalued shares being converted to a Roth account would enjoy maximum gain. It was a great call. So what undervalued equity sectors do you believe might be converted now into a Roth account to maximize long-term value? The only ones I could think of were emerging markets, healthcare, or maybe even utilities. I was looking for your very knowledgeable opinions. Thanks very much and have a great day. Okay, that's a tough question. It really is a very good question, but it's a tough question. Um, how about auto stocks? Not my favorite sector. Not. It's not. But with the backlog of 
chips and the backlog of demand that could that could work um what else is there out there i mean i still think i still think there's a lot of undervaluation in the commodity section i still think that um so i wouldn't hesitate you know the reason why there's been we spent a decade or more under investing in commodities okay um I'm talking about on a worldwide basis. I'm talking about the United States, and we're we're not, we're now feeling that pain. So I think that might be a place to be. It's a tough question. I still like the uh, the uh, the telephone sector. I think they're undervalued right now. It's a tough question. You just you know it's you have to really. I'd have to really study it, and I haven't really done that yet in recent times. Been busy looking for individual companies, but I think that's a good idea. Appreciate the call. That was a very good call. Thank you. Okay, uh, let's talk about. I get there for you. Supply chains. We know we're having a heck of a time with supply chains. The supply chain is kind of broken a little bit. Okay, in some places, broken a lot of bit, you know, a lot. But um, how long is it going to last? Everybody's worried about, oh, there's a big supply chain problem. And um, some people think it's going to last forever. Some people it's going to be just over by the end of the year. Uh, I'm not thinking it's going to be that quick. And I'm certainly not going to last forever. That's not how it is. The supply and demand it, it will find equilibrium. It will. But right now, the market is probably too bullish on expecting fright Ocean freight rates to fall by the end of the year? I don't know if that's going to happen. I think it's going to be sometime next year, maybe in the middle of the year. Freight rates have skyrocketed. Uh, You know, and disruption in semiconductor segment, the semiconductors where, you know, doesn't seem to have enough supply. Auto companies are having a heck of a time uh, getting enough. Uh, Well, I think that that supply-demand equilibrium will work out probably sooner than later. Um, it's not going to take forever. I don't think it's going to be a long-term problem. Uh, semiconductor supply issues in that auto section is most likely will persist into 2022, but not deeply. You know, I, I really don't think that's going to happen. So, but... That the demand for autos is is really picking up, and that that means it's not just going to. Some people think it's going to be by the end of the year. I don't think so. That things will be better. Um, shipping in the shipping, you know, they have capitalized hugely on raising rates because it's so erratic trying to get shipping one place to another, and it it, it I, I think that will even out because. There are going to be long-term contracts worked out because these disruptions, they want to they want to fix us. I don't know if you know this, but there's like 5 million-plus containers being built and probably come online by the end of the year. 5 million of those for the containers, those container ships carry because there's a shortage of those. But here in the United States, we see a shortage of, of drivers, employees. How's that? Is that going to be solved? Kind of a difficult point. I'll talk about that a little bit more. I hope you're telling your friends and family members about Investor. 
And thanks for your loyalty. I really appreciate that. You've got a portfolio to maintain and protect, and I'm here and ready to answer your investment questions. 888-99-CHART. Now is a good time to call Invest Talk. A warrant is a right to buy shares of stocks at a certain price. What's your question? Would you recommend to put all my funds right away in the market? Or you recommend dollar cost average? Got a question for Steve or Justin? 888-99-CHART. The stock market is volatile. It's constantly changing. So how are you positioned? Is your portfolio properly balanced or are you taking unnecessary risks? You can get guidance anytime for free if you go to investtalk.com and take the brief Riskalyze quiz. 888-99 chart. We're going to go talk to, uh, let's see, it was a Cliff. Let's see, no, Michael in California. Hi, Michael. How's it going? Uh, thanks for having me on. Love the show. Thank you. Yeah, I was uh, wondering what you thought about Cleveland Cliffs, uh, ticker symbol CLF. Um, I was watching it for the last few months, saw it run up quite a bit, and then pulled back. Um, so I got a position at around uh, $19.40 is my cost basis. So I just okay. want to see what you guys thought. Okay, let's take a look at it. Uh, Cleveland Cliffs, Inc. is CLF symbol. It's a producer of flat road steel and supplier of iron ore pellets in its nor- in North America, basically. It's going to make $6.10 this year. Huge jump because they're able to get the price increases. But more normal next year is going to be $3.98. So you're going to base its value on a more normal earnings of next year, about $4.00. And you're going to use a 10 PE because still usually has a very low PE, usually. So we're talking about a $40 stock, and it's $21.73 today. So I think it's got a ways to go. I think it's just consolidating. And uh, if you own it, I would keep it. Uh, right now, um, it, it's, uh, it's the return equity is pretty low at 2%. Don't like that. There's a lot of things I don't like. Has lots of debt. Don't like that. But I do like the sales growth. It's what uh, over a thousand percent last quarter, three hundred um, two quarters ago. Last quarter is three hundred sixty-two percent. A year ago is one hundred ninety-six percent. I mean, huge growth, right? Commodity. I like the commodity sector, and of course, this has rallied strongly, and now it's having a little breather. So, what do you do with a little breather? You buy more? You, I don't think you sell. That's for sure. Hold on to it, Michael. CLF, everybody. Cleveland Clip. I'm not a, you know, the, the steel industry has always produced low PEs. Yeah, but there's low PEs based on earnings, and earnings are growing very strong. So, still going to be a low PE, but the earnings are growing very fast. So, and then the question is, how long will the demand be? I think it'll be a while. I really do. Okay, labor force participation. That number is reported. Most people don't pay any attention to it. They always they always pay attention to how many jobs are created and what's the unemployment rate. Well, that's part of the story, but not all the story. I'm more interested in the backdrop. Well, how many workers are working in the labor force? Well, right now, 
as I speak, it's 61.6%. Is that high, low? What is that? Now, mind you, <coughs> excuse me, this number moves very slowly. It doesn't jump up and down big percentages done. For instance, a year ago, it's 614 right? And a year ago, think about where COVID was, right? We were in the middle of the COVID stuff. So now it's 616 Is that normal? How about we go back to 2018, before COVID was even in anybody's vocabulary? It was at 63%. Okay? December 2019, 63.4%. 2017, 63%. And what are we now? 61.6. Remember, I tell you, it's moved very slow. So there's a huge number of of our labor force is still not working. People are not coming back to work or not working because of shutdowns or partial shutdowns or whatever the reason. Or they have plenty of money from their government uh, unemployment rates, whether it be state or federal or both, and they don't want to work. I have nephews and a niece or two that aren't working because they don't want to, because they can't. They just don't want to. I mean, it's hard to believe, but there's a lot out there. So what this points out is, you know, we have 10 million open jobs. At record numbers, jobs opening, and we have employees that could work but are not working. Why? Maybe they have too generous benefits. Maybe we're scared them so much from about this COVID that they don't want to leave the house. I don't know. All I'm saying is we've got millions of people not working, which would normally would be working. And we've got millions of jobs available for them. I find that fascinating that that even exists. I say it's hard for me to believe because uh, I, I, for myself, I always wanted to get a job, start a career, get ahead, make money, you know, try not, to, you know, I don't want to be poor anymore. I, that thinking is not widespread right now. I can tell you that. Anyways, I just thought I'd point that out. So that's the labor force participation rate. It's way below where it should be. Way below where it should be. The Tax Cuts and Jobs Act raised the federal estate tax exemption considerably. It had been $5.4 million per person for 2017. It's up to $11.7 million for 2021, $23 million for a couple. But some states also have an estate tax. So as we go to break, here's my trivia question. Can you name the 12 states that do impose an estate tax? 12 states that do impose an estate tax. As a break, I'll supply the answer, but for now, my phone lines are open. Give me a call. 888-99-CHART. Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay. Why? I mean, how would it come in handy? And where would you want to use it? Could it be that you have an upcoming international trip? Or maybe you want to connect with family members or friends from a different culture? I think you should know about Rosetta Stone. With millions of users, it's been the world's most trusted language learning program for 30 years. 
Rosetta Stone is available on your desktop or as an app with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. It has a built-in, patented speech recognition engine called True Accent. So as you practice speaking, you'll get feedback on how well you pronounce words. With Rosetta Stone, you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. It's an intuitive process designed for long-term retention. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in your new language. Rosetta Stone is an amazing value, so your special skill set is within easy reach. You know you want to do this, so don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, InvestTalk listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It is official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Each day, InvestTalk listeners submit their finance and investment questions via phone or email. Would you like your question to be put near the top of the list? Just take a minute or two to leave a review and rating for InvestTalk at iTunes. And be sure to include a brief question with your iTunes review comments. Okay, before the break, I had a trivia question. Can you name the 12 states that do, that do impose an estate tax? Most states don't. So there are 12 states that do. The federal government raised its estate tax tremendously. But how about states? States, they're, they're the, not that they didn't raise their state tax. They raised the limit. In other words, you can make a lot more money without having to pay any estate tax. $23 million for a married couple. $11.7 million if you're single. But what are the 12 states? Okay, here are the states that have estate taxes. And the amount of the state's exemption help you determine if your heirs will be facing an estate tax. So in other words, I'm going to give you the number that you can make, how many millions of dollars you can have before the estate tax starts to kick in. So Connecticut is $7.1 million before you get a estate tax bill. 
District of Columbia is four million. Hawaii is five point four million. Illinois is four million. Oregon's one million. So maybe don't want to live in Oregon. Maine is five point eight million. Maryland is five million. Massachusetts one million. So Oregon and Massachusetts are pretty low. Minnesota three million. New York is five point eight million. Rhode Island's only a million and a half. Uh, Vermont is five million, and Washington is two point one million. So if you make more than that, and you're, if you have more than that when you die, the state is going to start taking taxes after that number. Okay, each state and the amount is a different, the percent is different. We don't, you have to look it up. I find it surprising that California is not on. Just finding it surprising. Let's keep things moving. Pivot back to the Vest Talk voice bank for a question that came in earlier from New York. Hi, Duncan from New York. Thank you for everything. I am trying to do the best I can to keep up with this rotation in the stock market. Looking into energy now. I'm doing everything that you guys have taught us over the podcast. Look at ETFs if you're not sure of what to do with the energy sector. So I looked at XLE, VDE, and iShares Global ETFs. And after viewing all of those holdings, I came across one stock. I saw Marathon Oil, M-R-O. My question is, what do you think about it? And is this a good time to invest in it? I know that all energy stocks are actually very high cost right now. So I don't know if I should wait for a pullback or not. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Okay, Marathon Oil Company engaged in oil and gas exploration and production, oil sands, mining, and integrated gas services worldwide. They're out of Houston, Texas. Uh, let's see. Um, they're going to make a dollar four this year, dollar thirty-two next year. After losing a dollar sixteen last year, uh, so it's kind of erratic. Their earnings have been erratic going back years. So I'm not real keen on that. It's a fifteen dollar and eighty-eight cents stock. It's going to make a dollar thirty-two. So that tells you that what thirteen PE or so, really low for it. Cash flow is very good at dollar seventy-seven. Not a lot of debt, which is positive. Uh, mutual funds own about forty-six percent, and they're buyers. Sales were decreasing for four quarters in a row, except for the most recent June quarter when they rose three hundred and twenty percent. So it's that kind of roller coaster ride. Um, it pays a nine-tenths percent of the dividend, and it's a $12 billion company. So uh, is it undervalued? I think it's fairly undervalued. It has trouble. It's gotten as high as $23 or so, $24. Uh, it, way back in 2014, it was $41. But more recent, last five, seven years, $24 seems to be the top, and it's at 15 That's a pretty big jump if it goes back to the low 20s, so. I don't know. I, I, I think that's a possibility. Marathon Oil, symbol MRO. Let's go to Bill in Petaluma. How you doing, Bill? I'm doing fine, and I appreciate all the work that you and uh, Justin do on our behalf. Thank you. I wanted to ask you about Intel. Uh, I wanted to get your insights, and I was thinking to put in a, a limit order to buy it at around 52, but I'm starting to wonder about that now. Uh, yeah, it's one of those, it, yeah, a big blue chip company, it's 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 huge, you know, $210 billion size. And can it grow? Well, it's kind of flat on its growth, but it should pick up because of shortage of chips. 
That's so what that, I was thinking. Yeah, so the growth rate should pick up, but I don't think it's going to be – I don't kind of think for, for Intel that the growth rate is not going to be significant. It's not going to be like, oh, 20%. No, probably can't grow that much. That would be difficult. They have, but – yeah, you know, they're too big to grow that size. They're going to make four dollars seventy-eight cents this year. They made five dollars seventeen cents last year. Next year, they're going to make less, four dollars and forty-one cents. So their okay. earnings per share is going in the wrong direction. And so far, growth is flat. I do think it's going to pick up, but for me, return equity is very good at twenty-eight percent. For me, it's just—I don't know—it's too big and not exciting enough for me to take a shot at it. It's Do just you not. think that fifty dollars is uh, is too too high, too low? What? I think I think if you're really gonna t- if you want to take a shot at, it, I would be much happier around forty five dollars. I see. Okay. Much happier. And I, I, w- I was also attracted by the dividend too. Yeah, which is pretty decent at two point seven percent, and I think the dividend is really solid. That's not going away. And if it's at forty five dollars. That dividend is going to be over three percent, and yes. I'm more attracted to that. And I think okay. at forty-five, I think it's going to spring back up. It could easily spring back up to sixty, easy. Sure. You know, so that's that's if I'm going to take the shot at Intel, I want it to be a better bargain for me. Okay. I thank you very much for that. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it. Because yeah, it's so big and huge, and uh, yeah, it's a solid company. It's run well on all those other things. Yeah, but. Just, just a little skeptical. Eighty-eight ninety-nine chart profits and inflation. Companies. There were some surveys done about inflation expectations by people, by consumers. Expectations. What is your your inflation expectations? And most people expect inflation to go up, and just by that expectations, inflation will go up. Because corporations see that, know that they can pass along higher costs that they're having, their input costs are going up, and they know they can get it because people expect it. So they're not worried. They just pass along the cost. Therefore, their profits are going to be maintained. I've said this before. You don't think inflation as a negative thing for a corporation. It is not. It is not. The real question you need to ask are we going to have inflation spiral out of control like it did in the early 70s where inflation in salaries and inflation in products and services, they were related and up. It was a cycle. And they only, could, they only got broken by increasing interest rates dramatically to shut down the economy and slam it to slow it down. And that worked. That's what you got to worry about. And right now, I don't think you need to worry about it. At this point, I don't see us. The worry is not there. Is not a problem yet. Could it be? Sure, but and I, are we starting to see it? Sure. You know how you can see it. Have you been reading articles about big corporations starting um, starting their starting salaries for their new employees are raising to fifteen dollars next year? And big guys like you know Walmart, those big employers. So you know, so they're raised. That's inflationary, is it not? So now they got to pass that along to the customer. And you expect it as a customer. You expect it to pay. You are expecting to pay higher prices. See how that works? If you didn't expect it and you got mad that, oh, 
I'm not going to pay these higher prices. And you, that, that really does affect the psyche of corporations. And, oh, man, I can't raise the price because, you know, employees are going to, we're going to lose sales. We can't do that. See, so, but it's expected out there. Everybody expects inflation, so you're going to get inflation. It's a matter of, is it going to be out of control? I don't think so. I really don't. Okay? Now, with fall begins, you know, another season, and we're going into the fourth quarter. It is pretty warm in Southern California, but there already are parts of the country experiencing, you know, light snowfall. For example, Reno, Nevada, Colorado, I know and it's going to be pretty cold this, this weekend because Justin's going to Colorado, I think, for the weekend. So for something, I don't remember. But, you know, in California, here in Orange County, it's pretty pleasant. I think it's like 70 degrees, 72, very nice. So that's what we are doing. You know, I'm located in Orange County, California. You know, my office, KPP Financial, is located in Orange County. Been here forever since the start. Um and, you know, we operate with our philosophy of independent thinking and shared success. And how I implement that for myself and for my clients, I buy and sell the same things for my personal portfolio as I do for my clients. The same time, same price, same percentage of my portfolio as a client's portfolio. So my performance will equal my clients. Now, I have five different programs from very risky to hardly any risk. I'm in every one of those. So I put my money where my mouth is. That's different than most people. Some try to do it. Some are doing it. And I've been doing it. We've been doing it for since beginning of when we started this, 20-plus years ago. So, yeah, long time. <coughs> 22 years ago, something like that. So, if you want us to take a look at your portfolio, we'll be happy to do that. Okay, doesn't mean you have to become a client even. You don't. We'll happy most most money managers, uh, uh, independent money manager, independent registered investment advisors would be happy to look at your portfolio and give you some advice. The trick is: is are they going to try to talk you into something? And we will not. Many of them do. We'll just tell you if you're taking the proper risk for your lifestyle, your how old you are, how much risk do you want to take? You know, your personality. We try to determine that and try to make sure you're doing what you want to do for yourself. And if we can manage your money, sure, we want to do that, but there's no pressure. We really do want to help you, and we will help you. We will. So give us a call. Go to investtalk.com. Send me an email. Remember, we're in Irvine, California, Southern California, between San Diego and L.A. But we, you know, we're, we can do business anywhere. These days, with Internet and, you know, voicemail and, and, um, online conferences and talk. Yeah, it's just, it's amazing what technology can do for you. This is Invest Talk, everybody. Justin and I thank you for downloading our podcast and telling your friends and family about it. We appreciate that. And um, we'll be able to play another caller question here within the next 30 seconds, so just hang on. The Invest Talk Voice Bank never closes. I have a question for you about Amazon. So your questions keep coming. Question about PE ratios. And that's okay because Steve Peasley and Justin Klein specialize in unbiased guidance. If I'm looking at a dividend company, I'm looking for consistency of earnings and dividends. Your standard daily chart typically goes back one year. Steve and Justin are fearless. So don't forget to call Invest Talk. 888-99-CHART. Hey, this is Nick from Alaska, and I love the show. Got a question 
I've been selling $25 puts on CRSR, that's Corsair Gaming. It's getting pretty close to actually executing. Um, I've been doing a weekly, and I'm wondering what you think about the stock, technicals, fundamentals, if you could take a look at it. If it executes, I'm considering keeping the shares. So what do you think? Thanks. Um, CSR, everybody, CRSR, Corsair Gaming Inc. Manufactures hardware components, accessories, peripherals used by gamers and content creators. It's going to make a dollar ninety-one next year, make a dollar seventy-eight this year, dollar fifty-three next year. So the growth rate is pretty nice. Sales have increased twenty-four percent in the most recent quarter, which was June. So we're going to get a a report here soon, right? Because the third quarter ended. And that's the second quarter report. Before that, growth was 72%. So it was much higher before that. If 70, 60, 50. Now, the most recent quarter was 24. So it kind of fell a little bit. So this quarter is going to be important that they turn that around. If that doesn't turn around, stock's not going to go up. It's just not. Now, it's a $26 stock. going to make $1.91. So it's not overpriced. It makes it difficult for me to come up with a you know an opinion. It's a good solid company, two point four billion size. Return on equity is very good at forty four percent. Cash flow is very strong, a dollar seventy one. Management owns four percent, which I like a lot. Mutual funds are buyers, so you got a lot of things going for it. Except I don't like the sales number. Sales. Increases drives profits increases. So I don't like it that it's slowing down. It's still growing. Don't get me wrong. It's not like, you know, some people, when I say stuff like, I don't like this, think that I'm criticizing the company when it's a really strong company. No, this company's still really strong. But as an investor, and when I'm used to 70% growth, and now you come up with the most recent quarter with 24% growth, but I'm used to 70. It's been doing 50 to 70 for three or four quarters in a row, and then it went to 24. People don't like that. Investors don't like that. I don't like that. That's why the stock went from 40 down to 26. Now the question is, is 26 low enough? Is it going to turn around now? And this quarter is going to be – so it's, it's a crapshoot at this point. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have one goal here to help you achieve financial freedom. I've been saying that for years and years and years and years and years. Financial freedom. The ability to do what you want to do, not do what you have to do. So get your questions in now. 888-99-CHART. Um, I wanted to see if you thought that that was a safer place to park the money for long term. Good advice. Stick to a well thought out plan for carefully divvying up your money so no single calamity will destroy your portfolio. Want to talk about it? 888-99-CHART is how to get through right now. You are listening to Invest Talk. We've seen the markets go up, then down sideways and around it's called volatility and if you're a serious investor you'll have finance and investment questions for steve peasley he's here now taking your calls live invest talk 888-99-CHART 
Oh, thank you so much for your guidance and help. I'm uh, currently uh, maxed out on my 401k and my uh, IRAs and all that kind of thing, and I'm kind of concerned about where I can park some money that I'm not going to, you know, from the huge taxes that are going to come forward. I was wondering what your ideas were as far as an annuity. I have an annuity, and I'm thinking that might be a, a little haven where they can't tax me, at least for a while, until I have to annuitize the annuity. I'm interested in your thoughts on the matter, and have a great day. Thank you. Bye. Well, yeah, an annuity will it, it's not tax free; it's tax deferred. Okay, so you can defer taxes on buying an annuity, but you know, of all the growth and stuff that you have inside the annuity, you don't have to pay taxes on that growth until you cash it out. Then you do, but you can annuitize it at that point, which is what he suggested, but then that turns into an income stream to you, and you have to pay taxes on the income. So there's not a lot of other options for you. If you're self-employed, you can set up a, a pension plan for yourself where you can put a ton of money away if you know the circumstances are right. Um, if you're Self-employed, you can do a SEP IRA and or a personal 401k. See, there's things that you could do, but again, you can't put a tremendous amount of money aside, just uh, more than an, an IRA, more than a 401k. But if you're working for somebody, you're kind of limited a little bit. Okay, Working for yourself, you have more freedoms to try to put more money away if you are successful. If you aren't successful, and that's the risk you're taking, right? When you work for yourself, you could fail and go bankrupt, and most new businesses do. Okay? Good question. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. So Chapman University puts out uh, the, their their California PMI, quarterly report they have putting it out, and it went down from 70 to 67. They said there was a reduction in commod there 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 was an increase in uh, com- uh, certain supplies, certain commodities, um, and they're still going to be increasing, but at a slower rate. So production, commodity prices, new orders, and employment are expected to grow, but at a slower rate. While suppliers' deliveries are expected to slow at the highest rate ever recorded. So they're still growing. Employment, commodity prices, production, still growing. At the same time, supply deliveries is 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 it's going to be at its highest rate, the slowdown of deliveries. Now, unable, this is what the the, the uh, purchasing manager said. They're unable to find employees, are short on supplies of raw materials. They're being forced to accept huge price increases, and shipping costs are skyrocketing and encountering very long delays in port deliveries. Now, as I told, told you at the first talking point I discussed about uh, when's this all going to go away? 
Some people think it's going to go away before the end of the year, and I doubt that seriously. It's going to be into next year, maybe late next year, maybe even really late next year that we'll see it normalized or the year after, beginning of the year after. It's going to take a long time. You got to get people, our people, back to work. Got to get them to working again. And they don't feel like it. They don't want to go to work. We've got 10 million open jobs. We have low uh, a, a, a low labor participation rate, way below normal rate. Because people don't want to go back to work for whatever reason. Getting too much money from the government, you know, for the unemployment benefits or they're afraid of COVID. You know, they don't want to you know, leave the house. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. There's all those speculations. Those are parts of the, the reasons, but who knows for sure. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Rest Out program. Justin Klein, I thank you for listening. And we encourage you to tell your friends and family member about our free podcast downloads. We do keep count of the podcast downloads. You know, we'd like to know who and how, how much per month, per year, that kind of thing. Then we have about $35 million total which we're pretty happy with. And it, it's it's growing nice, a little less than a million a month or so. We'd like to get that above a million with your help. So you can get the free downloads anytime at iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. And be sure to review and rate us on iTunes, if you would. That helps us, helps the listeners, helps everybody. Independent thinking, share success. This is a best talk. Enjoy your evening, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein chief executive officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial.